0: This is The House Call. Welcome back to The House Call. We're talking football. We're going to recap some conference playoff matches, some questions, some concerns and those things. Obviously, we are very passionate about some things that happen, aren't we, Jill? (laughs) <laughs> but we'll get into that in a minute. We were talking about it pre, pre, uh, pre-show here about everything going on. Jill had a very strong stance. But today's episode is brought to you by one of our affiliates. We are talking StubHub, whether it's sports, concerts, or theater. StubHub has the tickets for you. Most of their tickets you can get for under $6. If you're looking to going into the Pro Bowl, it's in Las Vegas. StubHub has tickets. Use our link. You can go there. The link is scrolling below. Thehousecall.com forward slash affiliates. Yes, Jill, you have a question.
1: I was also saying you can get your tickets to the Rihanna concert.
0: You could get your tickets to the Rihanna concert as well, which also probably going to be pretty good, pretty, uh, pretty good. But let's go ahead and get in some big news here. Obviously the 49ers coming off a heartbreaking loss that we'll get into in a little bit. Also lost their defensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryans heading back to the Texans for whom he played during his, during his career as the new head coach ref- filling the slot, the Lovey Smith vacated after the season was over and they fired Lovey Smith. Obviously I have feelings about them firing Lovey Smith, but you know, I just don't know why the, 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 Texans seem to do this all the time. It seems to be a coveted place. Like you think that things are going to go really well, but do you guys see D'Amico succeeding in, in the Houston Texans?
1: No, I, I'm a firm. Oh, you and I have had this talk all season <laughs> long and you've made fun of me. I do not feel that Davis Mills is that bad of a quarterback. What I do feel is that if you do not have proper coaching and proper upbringing of your quarterbacks, there's always going to be issues. So there is no true foundation for Davis Mills. He has been through different coaches at this point now, and so have all the players, and the players seem to just be going roundabout in and out of that team as well. So until there is an actual true foundation game plan set around either a quarterback, an offensive line, defense, all of that, they're always going to have issues and there's no solid foundation
0: yeah i matt i'm going to compare them to a team that you have very high hopes for for the next three years are the Fine texans thing. the new detroit lions just cycling Absolutely head coaches not. that are not capable?
2: oh yes in that regard yes 100 they are the they are the lions in that regard because listen they should not have gotten rid of lovey slip lovey smith like what what did what did what did lovey have to work with like he he had no absolutely no talent on his staff he's he's coaching for the worst organization in professional football like he has nothing to work with and you're just going to get rid of him after a 3 and 13 what was it Three thirteen and 1 or something like that like okay. you can't you you can't you can't get rid of him off something like that like it's like it's ridiculous so yeah D'Amico Ryans is going there listen I think the defense is going to get a little bit a little bit better I'm assuming they'll probably get a quarterback with you know that top pick that they're going to get but D'Amico's, uh you know he's a former Texans linebacker and you know he's going to a he's probably gonna be coaching up that defense and listen you don't got Fred Warner anymore you don't got Nick Bosa you don't got Charvarius Ward you don't got any of those dudes on defense anymore so we're gonna really see if this dude can coach up some defense right now because you got you know Stingley out there is a pretty good corner but don't ask me to name any more, you know Houston Texans defensive players because that's like a you know that's like a trivia that I would lose so oh, it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be tough for him especially with the lack of talent on that roster.
0: Absolutely, and I mean this crazy thing is, is that Lovey Smith probably had the best way to go out. He goes, "Oh, I know I'm getting fired. You guys aren't getting the number one overall pick. How about that? Because we're going <laughs> to well, win this damn much, game."
1: How much so did the Colts throw that game? Because the Colts knew if they won, they move up. Oh so, yeah, I think there's a couple I of. Mean,
0: yeah, but, I mean, either way, Lovey Smith going out you. that way is great, right? And, honestly, it, it, the reason I compare him to the Lions because the Lions used to do this stuff all, all through the 2000s, you know. Head coach after head coach would cycle through there. And, and you know, Matthew Stafford, bless his heart, man, staying there the whole time through all that turmoil and stuff. And, ultimately, it culminated with the dumpster fire that was Matt Patricia as the head coach there. And, you know, it's, it's honestly the same thing that's happening in, in Houston right now. This is their third coach in three years. You know they're continuously doing this stuff they've traded away every asset thanks to bill o'brien that they possibly could have gotten anything out of there have no trade options i mean honestly the best thing they could do and and this is gonna be the first thing that i would if i was D'Amico ryan's i would walk right into the gm's office uh and go hey we're gonna trade the number two overall pick because we have so little talent here that drafting a quarterback number two overall doesn't solve a damn problem for us because we are that damn bad
1: well and again I, I, I've said it all season I, on numerous house bets. Davis Mills does a lot with very little. So you just get him a proper coaching and you get that, the wide receiver core offensive line, some good coaching, get it, get it in there. I think you could see a lot more functioning team than what is currently happening.
0: Absolutely. And the, the crazy thing is, you know, the, the wide receivers that they have, they weren't terrible. I mean, there's some good talent okay. at wide receiver core. The only problem is is Brandon cooks doesn't want to be there. either Right. and he hasn't wanted to be there for what now two years i'm and sorry
1: i'm not he's not worth anything though like how many concussions yeah. does the dude have like you just he's the one trade
2: chip that they got though i mean well, well, we, no saw it, we saw it we saw it we saw at the trade deadline if someone wanted him they would have traded for him you know well, nobody wanted him because that contract's way too expensive and he gets hurt too much you know so yeah. nobody wanted him
0: yeah i mean honestly if, if i was the houston texans and you have brand cooks on your roster take what you can get i guarantee you someone called and offered them something They just didn't want it. They thought it was an insult to what they had. And the one thing that I will always say is that it is better to move off a player for whatever you can get for them. And they've already they they they're a year late on moving off from Brandon Cooks. That's the problem. Mm
1: -hmm. Brandon
0: Cooks is a he mean he gets his yards, he gets his receptions, he's a savvy route runner, but he's an undersized guy. And the one thing that happens is you're an undersized guy in the NFL, you get hurt. And that's what happens to him. The concussions, I mean, he hasn't really been the same player since that Eagles Patriots Super Bowl when he got smoked absolutely smoke dancing around like he thought he was one on one. Turns out the entire defense is bearing down on your back, bud. But I mean, it's one of those things. And honestly, I don't I good for D'Amico Ryan's getting a shot at a head coaching job. But this is the problem with with some of these coaching vacancies. They're open for a reason. I honestly would have rather have gone to the Carolina Panthers because at least, you know, like they want to do something. They have some draft picks. They have some options. They did the right things. But to go to the Houston Texans, you're, you're literally in a division right now where you are the worst team.
1: Wait, I'm sorry. I just also, my brain took a second, um, to process what you just said. Why on God's green earth. Break. Right. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Exactly where I was going. Yes. I, that one, we'll, is a bit we'll a bit get
0: bit. to that one in a second. All right. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. We mm-hmm. we have two more head coaching hires to go over. We have the Frank Wright one and we have one that we're going to hold on to for a second because it's probably the biggest one. And I have a lot of things to say about it too, but we all agree. The Texans have more problems than the guy called the guy on the sideline running the team and the right. guy under center and the guy up in the GM office right now, because that team has the nothing owner. It's just terrible. The owner of that team has been a cancer for them. Almost as bad. I wouldn't say it's not as bad, but it's pretty close to what we're seeing happening over in Washington, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. no doubt. So Jill, you just brought up a really good hire that is a head scratcher, and I'm going to let you run with it. Well, also, Frank it took Wright me- in Carolina.
1: To like process through what you said, too. I was like, wait, hold up. I. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't have a lot to necessarily say on it. I just I can't stand Frank Reich, and I I think the Carolina Panthers truly didn't play that horrible after they got rid of Matt Rule. I don't I don't get it. We trade, saw that-
0: get rid of Matt Rule, trade Al Baker. <laughs> Let's
1: Just roll into it. I think I'm 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 doing good.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I just I don't know, man. Like, so you I would have rather hire Lovey Smith because obviously Frank Reich you look at all the talent he had in Indy and the team underperformed. The only part of the team that didn't underperform was the defense. And I don't know what that GM is thinking. Ursay over there needs to figure something out because this continuous cycle of aging over the hill quarterbacks needs to stop. And, and not to say Carson Wentz is aging, but he is not good. <laughs> not to say. Also, right,
1: Tom Brady has really created a new dynamic of quarterback and and what it what it means for your quarterback career I just don't think it's also realistic and it's people aren't understanding that because just because you look at somebody like Le'Veon Bell who had such a long running back career that's not typical not every running back is Le'Veon Bell yeah. and is going to be able not that Le'Veon Bell did much and you know,
0: yeah, after he went to New York and then everywhere else right. he went but
1: I think that there's just certain players that they they have it. They know what they're doing, and they can do this. And then it just turns into this whole new. I can do that too. Like the other yeah. one that to retire, in my honest opinion, is Aaron Rodgers. I, I think like it's not that I think he's not capable. I just don't. As a team, why am I going to spend so much money to have him come for a year? Maybe. Two.
0: Yeah, I mean, he'll be in a Jets or a Colts uniform by the time season starts. Mater's just wait for but.
1: One that- being talked about, too.
0: It's a possibility, but, I mean, Carolina, you look at what Frank Ride did in Indy, and you look at how poorly that team performed, and your plan is to bring him in and have him coach <laughs> your team, which has less talent in every position <laughs> outside of maybe like the I can't th- think of one. And you think he's gonna do well.
1: The only thing I can think as to why this had occurred is obviously there was toxicity with uh Matt Rule and very notable outspoken player Robbie Anderson who went on to the Cardinals and produced absolutely nothing, so he is loudmouth for no reason. I think once that all changed Obviously, the dynamic of the team changed, but you what dynamic changes is you get guys who are second, third string guys coming in and they're finally getting their chance to play. They're, of course, going to play really hard. And the guy they're playing under is Steve Wilt. And the guy they're going to play for is Steve Wilt. There was great momentum out of that Panthers team. I truly I, I don't get it. And I think that all you did was just damage and add more, in essence, toxicity back into the room because the guy that they these people played their heart out for is no longer the guy they're playing. That's heart
2: that's, that's where I was going to go, Jill. That yeah. the you you they were doing so well with Steve Wilkes. Like you you damn near made the playoffs with Steve Wilkes. Like you had a game against Tampa Bay where if you don't let Mike Evans get over the top three times, you're going to go to the playoffs. Like that team came from and they. 100% and they whooped them the first game wasn't even close and they traded Christian McCaffrey they get a bunch of assets for Christian McCaffrey mm-hmm. they get rid of Baker Mayfield they bring in uh, Sam Darnold and Sam Darnold starts playing like you know the the start of his first year with Carolina right. and then for whatever and for whatever reason they decide hey let's go to Frank Reich after we just had so much success with Steve Wilkes and Steve Wilkes he, he keeps getting screwed over because this is the second time he's done really well in a in a in an interim job and they just kick him to the curb and it's just like you got to give this dude a shot. Like he's, he showed a couple different times he can coach, you know? So you gotta, yeah. you gotta let him go.
1: It'd be really funny if the Colts pick him up as their HC.
0: Just <laughs> it wouldn't, just flop. It, it doesn't yeah. surprise me. I mean, you think about it too. Like this isn't the first time I've seen this happen. A team that is in turmoil. The head coach gets fired. Uh, and I'm talking about the Raiders and the Gruden situation. We saw it there. Guy comes out, team completely turns around, shows up, dominates, and they go to hire Josh McDaniels instead. A
1: couple other things that happened.
0: Well, I mean, but I mean, like that's that's literally the difference, right? Like you talk about head, uh, like how a guy can and look no further than the Detroit Lions. You have a guy who gets the players. The players buy into his system. They buy into his thing and everything. And they just start winning. They start performing. They play better. They they are a cohesive unit. They have one goal. They're they're just doing things that they haven't seen before. Jared Goff looks like an amazing quarterback. You know, like what everyone thought that he was going to be with the Rams for the first two seasons. And it's Dan Campbell. And then you I look at like bad. He's just a bad team.
1: Yeah, I I think that what people misinterpret and nowadays and what the sport of football has become is these teams are. Let's go all in. We're just going to get all this talent and we don't care. We're going to win one Super Bowl and and whatever. And I think that's a really sad thing that's happening because the concept of what I think a football team is, and as much as people hate to talk about it, when you think New England Patriots, what embodies a New England Patriot? Sustainability. Well, no, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick (laughs) embodies. Now, with the New York Giants, everyone was so enamored with Brian Dayball. What does Brian Dayball? embody being a New York giant Dan Campbell what does Dan Campbell embody being a Detroit Lion, and I think that people are in front offices are really missing this key of it's not about necessarily going and getting the guy that is the absolute best guy it's getting the guy that can actually embody the spirit of your team and walk into that room and command that locker room and go you're like for instance one that you are going to bring up in a moment can Sean Payton walk into the Broncos locker room and look at all of those guys and go, you are a Denver Bronco and we're going to play as Denver Broncos. I, I, You know, that's that's what I think is a lot of things missed with hiring head coaches. I don't think Frank Reich is going to walk into the Panthers locker room and go, all right, guys, we're here. We're Carolina Panthers. Let's go win. So yeah. that's what it's Yeah, it,
0: it doesn't make a lot of sense. And we see this too often. I, I give him a year. He'll be there a year. They'll underperform, maybe win the division, maybe not. Who knows? It all depends on what other dumpster fires manage to pull themselves together in the in the NFC South. So, but it, it's not a good hire. I don't like. I, I like the D'Amico Ryan's and, and Houston one better, and I like this one.
1: Completely agree.
0: Finally, we get to our third coaching hire, and this one, I don't know what they're hoping to get out of this. <laughs> Obviously, Nathaniel Hackett wasn't the guy and you're hoping that the team you have is going to be good enough to compete with the Chargers and the Raiders and and the Chiefs, because you really think multiple firsts, multiple seconds, and multiple third-round picks are no longer with your organization, and you got Russell Wilson, who threw, I think, equaled the number, maybe just outdid it, the the number of touchdowns he did to – toilet comparison in his house and Sean Payton and I read I saw an article I saw a thing earlier today that neither of these guys have been to the Super Bowl in eight years and you're hoping that these because Sean payton has been 13. yeah it's been a while for him
1: yeah Yeah. he was the Saints and the Vikings under Brett Favre if I'm not mistaken
0: maybe but either way no because it was the yeah the Saints and even it was it was was a bounty game against against the Vikings yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, bounty game, bounty game mm-hmm. against the Vikings. That was the, uh, that was the uh, Peyton Manning pick six to seal the game. Yes. Mm-hmm. Called that uh, a long time ago. Not to toot my own horn here. <laughs> uh, but you essentially trade your entire future to two men. One who is the most cringeworthy person I've ever seen. And the other one who, if he can't win with this team, may be as bad as the Netflix movie about his suspension to coach his son's team. That uh, Kevin James was in. If you didn't see that one, Kevin James plays Sean Payton. It's not. It's okay. It's a Disney feel-good <laughs> flick. It's a shot it's, it's a Kevin James movie. All right, but <laughs> d- does this do anything for anybody? Uh,
1: I think it. I think it does in an aspect of. <clears throat> excuse me. I think Sean Payton is a great coach in the NFL. So I think he does have a brain to go in and i think there's a real aspect of him being able to coach the offense and help coach along the defense i don't know if russell wilson is coachable i think that that's where the issue lies yeah,
2: yeah. i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of with you there jill i think listen the the broncos offense can't get any worse like they were literally the worst in football last year and if it weren't for the last 2 weeks they would have been the worst in nfl history so it can't get any worse, and Sean Payton's going to go in there. And we saw with Drew Brees, obviously, it's it's more based around short passing, and he's going to get Russell Wilson in the rhythm. He's going to get him a lot of easy completions. But like Jill said, like is Russell Wilson even willing to do that? Because we saw him from the pocket this year; he wasn't escaping the pocket very often. He was sitting in the pocket, and he was horrible. He was terrible. If any if any of you out there watched a Broncos game and wasted three hours of your Sunday afternoon,
1: we all and, did.
2: And we all did. If, if you wasted three hours of your Thursday or your Monday or your Saturday or Sunday, whenever the Broncos game was, like, we all deserve refunds. We all deserve refunds. It was horrible. The, the, the football was horrible. And again, partially that's Nathaniel Hackett, but a lot of that is Russell Wilson. He was not playing well. You got plenty of weapons on that team. You right. have some solid backs. You got to be able to do better. And you watch... I'm not an all twenty-two guy. I'm not breaking down all twenty two, pretending I'm breaking down all twenty-two, but you watch the games, he's got guys running open and he just doesn't see them or he just doesn't throw it. So Russell Wilson, this is on you. You don't you don't have any excuses now. You got the guy who's gonna be there for you to get you guys open. And you got the receivers, you got a good tight end, you got a solid offensive line, you got good backs, you gotta produce now. This is it's all or nothing for you this upcoming
1: season. They also have a super calib super bowl caliber defense. Wow, say that defense. ten times fast. <laughs> so uh, that's what's just insane to me. I, I think there needs to be some tightening up and just right back to it is the the problem's going to come down to Russell Wilson. I, I, don't I don't think there's anything bad with Sean Payton. I don't
2: I don't remember what the stat was, but it was something like if the Broncos scored 21 points every single game this season they would have went like 14 and three or something like that that's how good the defense was and how bad the offense was right so you don't have to score that much when you have a really good defense you know it's just they they can't score they couldn't find a way to put the ball in the end zone and you got to be able to do that
1: they got the point of not scoring much because the games were like nine points every every week yeah we got that memo
0: they got it. it it doesn't make any sense to me i think that You know, everyone saw what Russell Wilson was, uh, but there was, you know, someone did watch some All-22 film, Matt, and was uh, wanted to go ahead and put something out there that actually Russell Wilson, uh, based on how they uh, divvy out uh, quarterback pressures and sacks and hits, uh, there's uh, some new metrics out there that state like, you know, hey, is it the offensive line's fault? Is it the quarterback's fault? Turns out one of the highest quarterback at fault for hits and sacks It's Russell Wilson. He actively walks into pressure more than just about any other quarterback. Sorry, my dog's in here. He's got a rubber chicken. chicken. (laughs) Isn't it though? Like, good job, buddy. And this is the first time he's been in here. And of course he had, he brought his rubber chicken, which is the most loud, obnoxious thing he's possibly got. So perfect timing. I mean, yeah, it's, it's hilarious to think that, you know, the Denver Broncos thought that he was going to be anything different than than that guy, and someone didn't look at the metrics; they just looked at the arm talent and the crazy throws he always makes, and how he always seems to have like that one or two drives in him that win them a game. The problem is, is that that's not going to win you football games all the time. That's why the Seattle Seahawks seem to, to taper off down the stretch every year for the last eight years, is because
1: well, that's essentially,
0: so so fun and games. So you play good teams.
1: <laughs> and that was what's so funny about this past season is everyone was talking about Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett this oh my god he's so amazing Tyler Lockett's always been amazing he just mm-hmm. didn't have a quarterback throwing him passes all the time so that was, what was some, something so funny was like people's like he's so underrated he's been in the and, league and, for like five years
0: <laughs> Yeah, and, and to be fair uh, we can go ahead and remember that um, Tyler Lockett had Geno Smith <laughs> throwing him the football correct facts
1: so, fun, funny story really fast about the uh, rubber chicken. Uh, my last airplane ride, <laughs> a woman gave her two-year-old child a rubber chicken, and he sat the entire blank. He's right like, next to you? Oh, he was behind me, but metal tube,
0: oh.
1: loud rubber yeah. chicken.
0: You're hearing it at the front anyway. Yeah. Mm. But uh, I, just, I don't see it working out for Denver. I don't see it working out for Russell Wilson. And unfortunately, Sean Payton sat there and told everyone he would only come back for the right job. I don't know how he thought this was it. I just don't don't
1: think it's the job he wanted. I just don't think he got the calls that he wanted. I think he he wanted that Chargers job. I also think he could have taken the Colts job. I I would have loved to have seen him in Indy, but. Oh yeah. I think he could have
0: taken the Colts job. I think he could have been good at Carolina. He could have, the only problem is he would have been, he didn't want to go back to the NFC South. Obviously he can't, Show up on a on and you know the yeah. Superdome <laughs> coaching on the yeah. other sideline, <laughs> be a betrayal.
1: He but. also talked about wanting to, if Lamar left the Ravens, he would want to work with Lamar. I honestly, I would have loved to have seen that pairing because he is such a quarterback coach. So I would have loved to see what he did with Lamar, but we yeah. don't get that.
0: No, unfortunately, not. So <laughs> obviously, we all saw the news. Unfortunately, I do not celebrate the same thing twice. I don't know about you guys. I am a one celebration kind of person. He's already got all the celebration for me he's going to get, but Tom Brady has announced his retirement and he put the quotes on it for good. And yeah. my, I, I, we could spend hours talking about the guy's career. We could spend hours talking about the accolades and, the, and all our favorite memories of Tom Brady. And like I said, that's a celebratory thing and I've already done that and I don't feel like doing it again. So I'm just going to ask, do you believe him? Is he done for good?
1: I don't know. I could care less that he retired. I think that you, I I posted this last year, one year ago today when he retired originally, (laughs) and I got so much slack because I'm a woman and I'm a crybaby, and my response is Tom Brady wouldn't be anything without the New England Patriots. Let's all be real there. He would not be anything without Bill Belichick, and I think it's absolutely absurd that he not, in the first one, and now the second one, did not once mention and say anything, whatever. If you don't like Bill Belichick and w- whatever with Robert Kraft, not even just thank Patriots and New England fans. That's what was the most insane thing. So I could care less. That's.
0: I mean, he kind of did. He said, "You know, I love you all. You all." <laughs> he
2: said. He said, "All my coaches, all my teammates, teammates all the office." That time. was during
1: this one. The first. Yeah. one, was like a six. because well, the first one wasn't real. Apparently, you
0: didn't yeah. Care. First one, he was coming back.
1: <laughs> well, he's first not he he coming back for right now. Hoping that she's like, oh, this is great. We can be a family now.
0: She
2: commented. She commented on his going away post. I was Good like, Ooh, maybe.
1: Good luck with Comment. your new life, is what she. commented. On.
0: yeah, yeah. That yeah. Was not a, that, that, was not that a is that is an, of an X, X type of post. <laughs> that is an X type of post. That that is oh. <laughs> You're turning things around now. So Good convenient life. for you. One year's too late, pal. Yeah. yeah. But
2: yep. Matt, you believe him? Is he done? I believe him. I mean, listen, it, you, you can't you can't do the Brett Favre. You can't just retire and come. back. you can't do the Michael Jordan. You can't retire and come back. Retire and come back. Retire. It gets old, <laughs> you know. Like you said, we already. I tried. I tried to muster up some emotion today. Like I woke up and I saw it. I woke up real early. I saw it and I was like trying to muster up some emotion. And I was just kind of like. Yeah, we already did this last year. You know, like I I was kind of, I was already mentally prepared for it. He's he's gone, but listen, like you know, the the accomplishments he has, like we could, like you said, Joe, we could we could spend years on it like I, I saw a, 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 a little list of it on Instagram and I had to like bring the phone up to my face and like squint because there was like 70 records and like one Instagram post and I like couldn't read them all so I was like putting it up to my face super close just to see it that's how that's how mu- that's how many records this dude has and that's how great this dude was over the course of his career so much respect to him but yeah I'm, I'm not I, and I think he's I think he's for sure retired this time you can't keep going back and forth but it, it's 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 just time it was time you saw it you, you just saw it this year you saw it this year he wasn't having fun anymore correct. he didn't like playing anymore he should have he should have ended last year on a good note
1: correct he's done. he has a 327 million dollar contract waiting for him so he's also going to be just fine
0: oh yeah mm-hmm. i never i never questioned whether or not he was going to live the same life or anything like that i know he's he gonna prob- be just he, fine but he I probably mean, got a good was- chunk
2: of that divorce money too
0: yeah probably I mean, she, well, he definitely makes less money than she does and that's usually how it works you know <laughs> they want to bounce the playing field
1: <laughs> well i can say this i've seen his house down in miami the one that he's building and then the one that she's conveniently right across the canal from him they're doing just fine
0: yeah you're great yeah i mean my thing is is that you know it's february and uh sure but i'll uh, call me in june and if he's still retired, maybe I'll feel some sort of way about it. Because Call
1: me on he, week one when he's not on anyone's roster.
0: Yeah, when he's not under center for the first snap of some team's, you know, opening game. All right, because in all honesty, I don't believe this man for a second. He's too big of a competitor. Sure, he's. It's easy to say you're done right now when you're sitting at home. You don't have nothing to look forward to. It's off season time. You don't have any workouts, no training, no practices to go to, no throwing stuff to do. You know, he's got his TB12 rehab stuff. He's probably still doing it. But here's the thing: I've, I wrote a blog on this on our website. You can go check it out. I was like, the teams Tom Brady can go to. Well, there's his buddy down in uh, in Las Vegas with the Raiders. You know that he can easily go down to. He's got a number one there. But, you know, Josh Jacobs is a free agent, so they had to figure out to re-sign him, so they have a solid running back. But they got everything they want, a solid slot guy, a number one receiver, a kick-ass tight end. That was like, you know, where's it? go ahead. If
1: he's going anywhere, I truly would think he's going to Miami because he the family is moving here. I mean, yeah. that's the only thing that would make sense.
0: I
2: mean, they said or he's out. They wanted to go before they,
0: Yeah, they said he's out. They said that Miami said that he, he's out, that they're not interested in him conveniently to would just clear concussion protocol after being in it for like three and a half years, whatever it was. But – the other place I actually think that he could go, and it's funny that I bring this up because I wrote a blog on it, and you all are going to blow your minds right here because, and especially Max is going to throw his Detroit Lions success for the next three years out the window. Uh, Minnesota Vikings, bro. Get rid of mid-Kirk Cousins. They can do some stuff with the cap. You throw them in there with Justin Jefferson, T.J. Hawkinson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook. And you got a defense that, that can hold on to some stuff. They're going to win that division you know that. because Aaron Rodgers is gone. They're The Packers already come out and said they're moving off of him. So – it's it's the Vikings division to win, man. Is but it? Are how- you sure?
2: Is is it the Vikings division to win? I'm pretty sure someone said the Lions are going to the Super Bowl next year. I don't know who that was. He sounds smart. I don't know who it was. Yeah, but- yeah.
0: He's he's a pretty intelligent, good looking guy. I, I
1: I don't know who he <laughs> might be. He might be on this episode. Can we also appreciate? Uh, listen, give the man his accolades. He, hell of a career, and I will never discredit that. But can we also appreciate that he was the the reigning champion over a very poor AFC East division and then went down to a very poor NFC South division. And now you're talking about putting him up to a very poor, aside from the Lions, NFC uh see, North. North position. So no, the
0: easiest path to the Super Bowl, bro. That's all he wants. That's all he wants. Mm-hmm. This wants the easiest path to the Super Bowl. And everyone's like, oh, he go to Las Vegas. Why? Why would you go there? You have to deal with Patrick Mahomes twice Tom's. a year. You're gonna see Burrow and or Allen and or Mahomes, Herbert for a third time just to get to the cha- just to get to a Super Bowl NFC. You maybe see the Eagles,
1: <laughs> Russell Wilson. Last time we oh. saw him, they won a Super
0: Bowl. Yeah, well, I mean, it doesn't really help. So that's why I picked the Vikings. <laughs> but yet, yeah, Tom's retirement, sure, well, okay, maybe we'll see how it is. It's February. Wait till June, July, August, September. If he's still not on a roster, I'll, I'll, I might have like a little, like. farewell tom sign
1: side question do we think he's going to be good as an announcer
2: no i don't think he's going to be good as an announcer he's awkward he's he's awkward as a person i don't think he's going to be good
1: and he's so used to these press conferences where he gives like such minimal answers i could be okay with that i mean after
0: hearing tony romo and joe buck and these guys ramble on about nothing for freaking three hours bro i can deal with tom Brady going yeah that was a good play
1: I don't. <laughs> Thank okay. you,
0: Tom. I'm glad Touchdown. that you were able to add such insightful stuff. <laughs> Touchdown, it's
1: Tony Romo slander. I get it, but also he's not the worst out of all of the announcers. People are going. No. To I go like to Romo off the deep end.
0: Yeah, yeah. what is it? I like oh, Romo. Michael's now. Here's you, a guy. Like- <laughs> Christo- we don't have a Joe Madden in there anymore, oh, man. We need yeah. a Joe Madden back. You know, cover the yeah. entire screen up with markers, circles, and X's. Mm-hmm. That's what there I you knows. go. <laughs>
1: He goes here, boom, and he goes up the field. Boom! Oh, spin move. <laughs> That's what we All I know yeah. is I hope when I re-watch this after it's been edited, that it's edited with actual squiggles. Oh bro, I hope that it <laughs> yeah. follows my
0: hand and everything, man. I really do. It'd be great. With the
2: Disney yeah. channel, the Disney channel. Yeah, Disney Channel. The
0: free- <laughs> now obviously the Tom Brady stuff, you know, like I said, we'll wait till it's done when he's not back to talk about it. But let's talk about something that happened this weekend. Uh, we're talking conference championship recap. And out of the games to start with, I'm going to save the best for last, uh, which also happens to be the worst for last, in a, if you kind of look at it from one perspective. So we're going to start 49ers-Eagles. And honestly, the game wasn't a game. It wasn't a game because the 49ers cannot keep a quarterback healthy, which is insane to think about because that offensive line is actually pretty good. But when you have Christian McCaffrey taking snaps for you in a, in a game because you literally do not have anybody, and then your quarterback who has led you to the playoffs and to this moment who just had his UCL in his elbow torn and is going to be out for six months has to come back in. And try to play football for you? You should have just you should have just did what everyone said. Kyle check was your was your your emergency cornerback. Just go out there and run the Wildcat, man, because it's done. It's game yeah. over. Don't why put Brock Purdy back out there? And this is why I'm going to ask you guys what is the 49ers' plan at quarterback next year? We're gonna fast forward, right? Before we get into this game, what's their plan?
1: Keep Jimmy G and get Purdy back, move on from Lance. I'm not a Lance fan. I, I really I hated that move.
0: I don't know I, how they keep Jimmy G.
2: I initially... So, Jill, I was initially on the same page as you. I thought they were going to bring Purdy back and bring Jimmy G back and then trade Trey Lance. But I saw today where Shanahan said, I don't see a scenario where Jimmy G comes back. Now, he said that last year and Jimmy G ended up coming back but i don't
1: see the scenario I, where he comes back because they've honestly ousted him so bad but i feel like there's a part of jimmy g he really does want to be with this team and i'm just mm-hmm. curious if they do talk enough contract talks with him that it will probably change i say keep him keep purdy and move on from lance i think lance is dead weight to your organization
0: my problem is is that i remember seeing jimmy g practicing throwing to like assistant coaches in what could only be described as an obstacle course on a elementary school playground with no other 49ers player in sight they ostracized him from the entire team and then had to get on their hands and knees and go hey that kid we drafted number three overall to replace you uh, just got hurt for the season and he's done. Can you come back and throw some throw some passes for us? And I think the thing that sums it up the most, right? As the 49ers are getting absolutely trounced in the NFC Championship game, there's pictures of Jimmy G. And every time they show the score and they show Jimmy G, the smile on his face has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. That Again, man loved that so much. And I don't know if it was just someone was telling him jokes at the just really wrong time. But to be 100% with you, Jimmy G, they would have to offer Jimmy G, Aaron Rodgers, plus Tom Brady money a year But to get he, to come back to that team. I
1: say, I say this, though. Tell me that it isn't worth it. The team made it. To the playoffs the team was playing good the team wants to play for Jimmy G and they want to play for Brock Purdy I don't foresee it being a bad move on their part they have a guy they have a team that wants to play for this guy he already knows the playbook he knows the coaches and I think it was more him laughing because he's laughing going I'm going to be getting a call on Monday
2: yeah I mean but maybe I I, I- I don't know I think they. I don't know how they do it, but they need to get a quarterback who can just play in the playoffs. Like th- every single year, their quarterback gets hurt in the playoffs. I don't know if that's a Shanahan thing. I don't know if it's because they're they're getting quarterbacks who don't drink enough milk. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> eat your veggies. They you something kids. <laughs> they, they're not eating their broccoli. Take some supplements to get some B complex going or something. I don't know what's going on, but they don't have quarterbacks who can stay healthy and you have to get someone. That's why before Brady retired, I was like, maybe they just get Brady. Cause you know, at least Brady's going to play the whole season. You know, yeah. he, he might not be good anymore, but at least he's going to play the whole season, you know?
1: Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I get know. it. I just, I don't know. I, I foresee that keeping Trey Lance is just going to be a dead weight. I agree. I, I think regardless of, of necessarily who's starting snaps, I think Trey Lance should no longer be on the 49ers.
0: And if there was ever a question on who won the Trey Lance trade, we already got that answer.
1: I might have a question.
0: <laughs> What's your question? <laughs> you might have a question. You you have you have you need some clarification on that? Who, do they no, yeah. they who did they trade
1: with? They tra- yeah.
0: They traded. Who they trade, Yeah. they trade uh, with though? Think think real hard. Who's the team? It, it's it's a it's a Florida team. Uh, they're in the AFC East, which there's only one Florida team in the AFC East. Oh, the Miami my. Dolphins who literally got Tyree uh-huh. kill and, and Jalen Waddle and all these other guys oh, yeah, have that have just been one. performing, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <won that> <laughs> but I That's mean, good. you know, it is what it is. And as much as this was about how the 49ers had like four different people, five different people play quarterback for them throughout the year, similar to how the Dolphins did this year. Go ahead. What was your question? Oh, no, they had five. Five.
1: Five. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I was counting. I thought you had a
0: question. Your hand came up. I was like, "Oh, no, that would fine. be this. This is oh, counting." I got it. All right, so <laughs> this was as much about the Eagles essentially doing what they were supposed to do. Uh, they beat a team that didn't have all its components. Still a tough competitive team. You know, that they had to put away, and they did it. So did so handle Right, and that's what we've been missing from the Philadelphia Eagles most of this season. It was that they were able to win a lot of these games, but they haven't really been beating people they should have, like they as well as they should have when they were facing back.
1: So, like, listen, Eagles have had an amazing season, and I can't, regardless of how necessarily easy your schedule is, still maintaining going thirteen and zero isn't easy. So, no. there is credit where credit is due. I have to say they are competitive. They go out there, but. I'm not convinced that they're all around amazing stellar team because I think the 49ers were going to be their really true, truest competitor. And they ended up getting a team that's in the hospital. So there's, <laughs> it's, not an, it's not an apples to apples comparison where I can go, yes, guys, you, you guys really are that team. I, I just feel like you got lucky.
0: Yeah. I mean, hey, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good and, oh, and cool. i'll take yeah. that every day of the week man i really will but yeah it, it was really not it was not the game that i thought it was going to be i thought this is going to be the like as equal to you know bangles bangles chiefs and excitement factor and you know for about a half it was close and then it wasn't and then it just kept it continues to fall apart but it, it is what it is honestly i i there's nothing really like you said It was a hospital wing versus the Eagles. What can you really recap on this that has an order
2: to say? The game was was over as soon as Brock Purdy got smoked by Hassan Reddick. And first of all, Kyle Shanahan, can you stop blocking a dude who has 16 sacks on the season with your second string tight end? It doesn't make any sense. Why are you doing that? Like, I'm not, again, I'm not an all-22 guy. I'm not going to pretend like I'm Sean McVay or Kyle Shanahan (laughs) as far as what i know about offensive football okay but i know you shouldn't be blocking one of the best pass rushers in the league with your second string tight end and getting both of your quarterbacks hurt one of them a strip sack i thought the i thought the one that josh johnson had where he hit the ground and then Reddit kind of ripped it out i thought i thought that was a fumble too that they easily could have challenged that easily could have been another fumble and it was the same exact thing they were leaving him unblocked or on a on a second string tight end so
0: it's you gotta you just gotta be smarter than that in my opinion that just doesn't make any sense to me and let's clarify, if you didn't watch the game, which if you're watching this and you didn't watch the game, clearly you're a fan, not a fan of either of these teams and probably live under a rock. Uh, but we're not talking like, you know, you had the the second string tight end chip him or there was like, you know, he had a running back help. No, we're talking one of the most prolific pass rushers this season going up against a second string tight end one-on-one. And
2: you could tell. mono y could tell Redick, You could tell Reddick was like waiting for him to like, perform like some sort of resistance to him and then he's like oh you're not going to do anything get off me and then he just went and sacked him it's like like what like what were you expecting to happen like he, you're you have tyler croft block, blocking a pro bowler it doesn't make any sense
1: uh, wait i can make this easy for you and in e- equality because i wasn't on the last week's episode so I, I'll, I'll back it up a little bit it was the same as putting ezekiel elliott as your center snapping yes, yes. the ball to Dak. that's the thing pretty much
0: Bringing some Cowboys pain in here. I love it. Here's go. the thing. It was the worst blocking effort I have seen by a tight end since Tim Tebow came back to try to be a tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right? It was that bad. And Kyle Shanahan, as great of an offensive guru as you are, that probably was the worst offensive game plan I've ever seen in my life. Hey, we're gonna walk out here with all of our talent and stuff like that. And uh, what about this guy? Oh, that guy right there? Oh, I wouldn't worry about that guy right there. Hassan Reddick standing there, angry as hell. I mean, because that's just disrespectful. Hassan Reddick feels like disrespectful. Eagles,
2: Eagles, Eagles had seventy sacks this year. It was the third most in the history of the NFL and the most in the NFL this year. Like, yeah, what do you yeah. think's gonna happen when you block a when you block a pass rusher with a tight end? You're you're gonna get your quarterback
0: killed. All right, so. We already talked about the game that wasn't. Now let's talk about the game that was. Question mark. And? I'm talking Bengals Chiefs. Now, everyone's seen all the stuff and all these different videos are popping up about this team and that situation, Joey Bosa and the ref situation for the the Jaguars comeback against the Chargers where he's, you know, calling out the refs and gets, you know, an unsportsmanlike conduct and all this other stuff. And then you see the same thing, similar things happen to the Bengals against the Chiefs. And Jill, I'm going to ask you were the Bengals cheating?
1: I don't know if I would necessarily say cheating. My whole thing on this game was I think there was a lot of questionable calls that happened on both sides. That's, my biggest was, and I was saying this earlier to you, is I truly don't understand how the NFL and the referees allowed a play to happen and then a following play to happen and then to basically reset the entire game two plays back. That, to me, was one of the most irate calls. that. So... Take it as you as you is. Wow. I I made about as much sense as what happened
0: on the field. So, hey, it fits (laughs) perfectly.
1: Wow. Take it how you want. Some people have the conspiracies and the this and the that. And I'm I'm not going to be the person to get into it. I just that is absolutely astounding that as a league, you talk about playing fair. You talk about this, that you allow that to happen, that that's what I just I don't get.
0: Yeah, I mean. It doesn't make a lot of sense uh, to me. And honestly, as, as angry as the Bengals fans are about this, as angry as some of the other fans in NFL about this, as angry as some of the players are about this, I have one thing to say before I go to Matt. And that is, if you have to rely on the decisions of someone outside of your organization, whether you will win or lose a game, you did not do your job. All right? Yep. That simple as that. Whether you're talking Chargers, Jaguars, and the Chargers before, you know, all that stuff happened where the Jaguars could go for two and then end up winning with a field goal. Well, guess what? You blew a 24-point lead. You didn't do your job. And it's the same thing with offense. And I'm not even from a 53-man standpoint, right? I'm talking offensive and defensive jobs, right? If you are the offense and you have to rely on the defense to win you a game, you did not do your job. If you're a defense and you have to rely on the offense to win you a game, you did not do your job. If you are a football team and you have to rely on the decisions of an officiating crew, whether no matter how egregious or controversial the call may be, you did not do your job to win that football game. Correct. You didn't even come close to doing your job.
2: So, you're, so, so you're, right, to your point, Joe, but this, just real quick uh, for a backstory on me, I coach baseball. So I, I have a bunch of little kids and parents come up to me after the games and you know, they, they, their, their, their little kids struck out and they're like, man, the umpires were so bad. Like, that's the reason why I'm like, control what you can control is what I tell them every single time you have to be able to control what you can control. So you don't know what the umpire is going to do the ball could be, you know, 40 feet over your head. You could call it a strike. You don't know. You have to control what you can control. I guarantee you, you had a pitch to hit before that and you swung and missed it. Right? So it's this, it's the same concept with the NFL. The Bengals had a thousand opportunities to win that game. They had a thousand chances to win that game, whether it be, you know, starting off way better because they started off super slow. They had a bunch of opportunities in the second half. They could have gone off the field a bunch of different times. They could have got themselves in the end zone instead of taking field goals a bunch of times, but they didn't do it. So you can't no. be bitching about the officiating after the game because you had plenty of opportunities to win the game. And I always tell that because uh, as Patriots as Patriots fans, we know, like that we had some controversial calls go our way and – you know, they were like, oh, the Patriots are paying the rest off. It's like, no, you guys just didn't win the game. Like, we went and won the game. It's like, yeah, you, I, you, keep, you, it's, it's frustrating when, when people I do really that with the officials.
1: Agree. I'm, my whole thing is just as a standpoint of somebody that watches and then I, in essence, analyze and talk about the NFL. That is just, that should not happen. I'm sorry. Yeah. Regardless of the gameplay, I, I think one point that got brought up this week that actually angered me, and I'm not a Bengals fan nor a Chiefs fan, the one point that angered me is, uh, which which talk show it was on um, one of the, the sport sport tv channels random
0: talk show random channel is talking sports yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah some sports you know monster trucks uh but they had actually gone into a whole segment talking about how the loss was joe burrows fault and i'm sorry listen i know there was plenty of moments he did not show up but I, hmm, there I, it made me angry actually i was i started have i changed it i started yelling at my tv that they <laughs> They were
0: that. yeah. That that is an unjust. That is purely clickbait. That is oh, that yeah. is all that is. And that person literally woke up that morning and chose violence because I. They they should not enter the city limits of Cincinnati because <laughs> they will feel the chill. That's that's legit. Um But I mean, this was this was a game that was everything it was cooler. supposed to be.
1: On both sides of the ball like, yeah it, the city it, had really bad plays as did which was, was
0: kind of prototypical of the nfl this year we had we saw a lot of not good football and now we've gotten to the playoffs and we've seen a lot of not good football and so i mean it's not it is what it is i, I mean but so there is one thing on this game and it kind of blew my mind because with everything that's going on in the NBA of LeBron approaching Jordan's record, you hear a lot of, uh, you know, is he the GOAT? Is he not the GOAT? And I, I'm going to bring this up because Jordan seems to be the 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 gold standard for not only people in the, in the NBA, but in all sports. And right. so, like, everyone calls Tom Brady the Michael Jordan of football. He's the GOAT. You know, he, he did, you know, Jordan-esque things. Well, there was a comment that came out about Patrick Mahomes. And how this is the ankle game, likened to the flu game by Jordan, and that Mahomes' performance was quote unquote Jordan-esque. And this was Chris Canty, who came out and said this. This is this is a thing. It is a thing. I'm not joking. I had to go look it up on Google just to ensure that this wasn't you know something someone put out there. No, this was legitly a thing. People really are saying this, Matt. Is this Jordan-esque? Is this a Jordan-esque performance of carrying your team to the promised land through injury, illness, and, you know, everything else? Listen, uh, I'm going to give Patrick
2: Mahomes a lot of credit for his performance because a high ankle sprain, that's a three to six week injury. He goes out and plays on it a week later, and you could tell it was still bothering him. he He was still hobbling around, and he, you know, he couldn't scramble like he normally does, and that's a huge part of his game up until, obviously, the last play where then, you know, he got the – roughing the passer or the the unnecessary roughness, but Jordan esque is tough to say, but I, I think it was honestly, uh, I, I think it was because he, listen, he's, he's playing on one, he, he's not playing on one leg, but he's playing on one very hampered leg and it's hampering a big part of his game. He's got a bunch of his receivers who are out. He's got, you know, offensive line issues as well. And he's having to make the, the plays that he was making weren't just regular plays. And listen, I'm not the biggest Mahomes fan because I think he gets he, he gets overrated because of how good Andy Reid is and how good of Travis Kelsey is. And he's got you know the, an underrated defense as well. The defensive line on that on that Kansas City team we saw it last week was absolutely incredible. Yeah. But this individual performance that he put on this week, and I'm not giving him too much credit for that fourth quarter drive because it was you know a punt return and then a 15 yard you know, uh, uh, unsportsmanlike penalty that got them into field goal range. So I'm not giving them too much credit for that. But the fact that they were in that position, I don't know how many other people, given the circumstances, could have gotten them in that position. And Patrick Mahomes, if there was any debate on who's the best quarterback in football before that game, the the debate is it doesn't exist anymore. Like he's the best quarterback in football. I don't think anyone should have a question about that. He is the best quarterback in football right now. But that actual, the the, the performance that he put on, was, was pretty special. Jordan-esque is is tough to say because they're two different sports and it's you know different circumstances. But speaking from someone who was rooting for the Chiefs, whenever he got the football, I I'm not I'm not comfortable. I'm not comfortable when that dude has the ball because I've seen him time and time again in those big spots come through. So it was an incredible performance.
1: Yeah, it, I I see like the parallels that people are trying to do. Like, oh, he put it all out there for his team, and because that's what Jordan did. I I just. I don't put Patrick Mahomes up there as necessarily Jordan-esque in that performance because I I think back to that game. And I'm sure a lot of us have recently just because of that last dance on Netflix or or ESPN or wherever it was. Jordan still showed up and Jordan played and played hard. And not to say that Patrick Mahomes didn't play hard, but that was an ugly game and he wasn't playing up to Patrick Mahomes standard very clearly inhibited by the fact that he didn't have an ankle. The other thing that's incredible to me is how, like how much more damage potentially could he, or did he do to that ankle leading up to the Super Bowl? That's what's just, that, that to me is what's so crazy is why he still, he played a week later, especially it's talked, it's a three to six week healing thing that's more of the concerning thing and that's why i don't feel like it's jordan s because you did it you went out you played you got your team where you needed to be but you could have really harmed your team come the actual time that it's really 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 going to be important to play right. and that's what i don't i don't get jordan went out played with the flu got it, put his team where he needed to be and then he got better and was yeah. good to go.
0: turns out the flu's recoverable in like a couple of days you know drink some right. pdla get some hydration up you're fine <laughs> Well, don't eat the pizza. Yeah, liquid don't eat IV. the
1: pizza. Yeah, liquid you, IV. I, liquid IV. That's.
0: that's yeah. what nice. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's gritty. It's a gritty performance. But it's. I. I, I don't. I, I have a hard time. You. You. Matt knows. We're on the brick house segment together. I don't. Jordan's on a level of his own, man. I, I still think that. I still think Jordan. I. I, I grew up watching Jordan, right? And yeah. a lot of the people who grew up who have seen LeBron over the last twenty years or in their like teens and early twenties. Don't remember Jordan. They don't remember seeing Jordan. The last Jordan they saw was in the late 90s playing for the Wizards. And, you know, the funny thing was at 40 years old, he played all 82 games and averaged like 32 minutes, all right? I literally grew up watching Jordan just dominate. I saw him go against Utah Jazz with Stockton and the mailman, all right? I saw that stuff. This is not that. This is, yeah. this is a guy going out being gritty for his team at the, at the sport's most important position and getting them to a Super Bowl that – and and risking it, risking his, you know, a a graver injury to do it, to give him a shot at a championship because he knew he had two weeks afterwards.
1: He was crying at the end of that game, too. Like, let's they zoomed in on his face. That was not the face of somebody that just got off the field and was very happy. That was the face of someone that was in a lot of pain. Well,
0: well my thing is, like, you know, he he looked like he felt really good during pregame doing fadeaway jump shots with a football. Yeah, that was messed up. I didn't like that. Yeah, he's like, hey, oh, look, look, look how good out. I feel. And everyone's like, oh, he feels fine. And then you look at, like, how he leaves the ground. He's jumping on his left foot the entire time. Pretty sure it was his yeah. right ankle. Yeah, and you can do that. but
1: it, And it, then it, even afterwards, he's running to the center of the field for the whole congratulatory thing. Why are you running? That's unnecessary running. He's Being
2: carried. He's he's, well. He's probably got. He's probably got some adrenaline still from the game and stuff like that, especially after a big win. But yeah, you've you've got to be more cognizant. Like, hey, we won the game. Now we got the Super Bowl in two weeks. I gotta make sure I'm. Put me in an air boot right now.
1: Put me in an air boot. I'm
0: getting some
1: crutches. (laughs) Going back to is this is exactly why to me why I wouldn't say that's a Jordan esque performance. I get and understand the parallel, but at at the end of it all. How much more damage did he do to his team going into the absolute most important game? Yeah. There's a big potential. We don't know.
0: There really is. And I mean, it sucks for the Bengals fans. Kansas City's riding high. Um, the Bengals will be back. Uh, oh, yeah. They have a lot of young talent on that team. It Just didn't incredible. go their way. I, I think Zach Taylor is one of the better coaches in the league. I think that everything they have going on in Cincinnati is absolutely incredible. Uh, it's line. the best they've. Yeah, they get, draft some draft some offensive linemen. Uh, for cut your Apple too. Yeah, and then cut that guy because he runs his mouth and then gets <laughs> toasted for like everything. But I mean, it is what it is, man. And, and Bengals fans, I know you're angry. I know you're angry, but at the end of the day, you had your opportunities. Don't blame the refs just because they got something wrong and did something really really weird. <laughs>
1: but. And, <laughs> completely in agreement. I think that there were so many opportunities and it was as angry as it did when the the guys were talking about that this was Joe Burrow's fault on the loss. I don't agree with but the one comment that I did agree with it is Joe Burrow had plenty of opportunities to get his team down the field and he just yeah. put in.
2: Well, he was I mean, you could kind of tell going into the game I was I was talking to one of my buddies before the game and I was like he's going to get screamed at by that defensive line all game. You got Chris Jones who if he, he was the best player in that game. He, yeah, he was. He, Chris Jones was the best player in that game. He was wrecking that game. He they put him at the end and he sealed the game on that last third down that the Bengals had before the punt return from Sky Moore. And he sealed it. He got right to Burrow, sacked him right away. And they had five sacks. You got Frank Clark, who's actually second all time in postseason sacks. You got Willie Gay, who's actually who's a who's a really good pass rusher as well. You got Carl Loftus, who's a first round pick. Like they got a really good defense. Oh, hammer down. Second, yeah, there you go. There's a Purdue guy for you, Joe. Purdue guy. Um, they, and they got a really good defensive line. That secondary might not be the best, but the mm-hmm. defensive line will get after you. And they had three offensive linemen out through an offensive line that's already not very good. And yes. they decided, and is so good, he just decided, hey, we're going to double Chase. We're going to double Higgins. Tyler Boyd goes out early, so we're going to make you take stuff that's underneath. And it wasn't there because he was getting yelled at. Nobody was open right away. And that's, you know, that's why they struggled.
1: The only guy that was double covered multiple times and was still able to produce anything was Jamar Chase. He had a couple mm-hmm. of really great, well,
0: Higgins, in, in Higgins words, had that one
2: in the end zone, but yeah, yeah. it was mostly Chase.
0: Mm-hmm. In, in the words of the Bills organization, I don't want to be bad enough to get a wide receiver as good as Jamar Chase.
2: Facts.
0: Because Jamar Chase is, I mean, he's pretty damn good. Yeah, right. Like, it's like just, well, like, if you want to talk well, about wide receivers well, right now, it's Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, Jamar Chase. Like, that's, that's my three.
1: But also, they got Jamar Chase and then very quickly, Turned a lot of things around and then went to a Super Bowl. What have the Bills done? Well, I mean, I
0: would, that's the they they've. I, I, I would, I'll defend. They're riding right high, all right. They're out of the Patriots cellar. That's all that matters. To them. I'm
1: I'm defending the Bengals <laughs> all day on that one because listen, run your mouth all you want. Where are you sitting at home? I mean, I know the yeah. Bengals are now too, but like,
2: yeah, Bengals really- are chilling too.
1: You were sitting at home a lot longer than the Bengals. Were. They're
2: the, they're, well, now they're at the same Cabana. They're good. Yeah.
0: My, my favorite thing <laughs> about uh, being a Patriots fan for all the years I've been a Patriots fan is, is every time we didn't win the Super Bowl or we got kick, knocked out of the playoffs, you know, it, it didn't matter because everyone was like, oh, you guys didn't win a Super Bowl. I was like, yeah. And then like their team would get knocked out the next week. I'd yeah. be like, hey, and they're like, we made it a week further. I was like, sure bro inches and miles losing's losing bro it doesn't matter reverse a little Vin Diesel quote on you man (laughs) I
1: love I love being a Patriots fan for multiple reasons um but whenever like a big loss would happen and people would just be like I I don't get why people get so uber competitive as if like they are the person playing the game I've had people like (laughs) come up and yelling in my face like oh you lost and like I didn't do anything actually I watched it
0: yeah. I didn't I would go back to him and I just be like you know hey bad. you're right that third and 11 drop pass I had sure made a difference
1: yeah my- oh, I blew
0: that coverage my- oh god
1: my <laughs> play really messed them up
0: missed my block inside <laughs> that inside stunt you know
1: I shouldn't have called man coverage yeah I'm sorry, yeah. I thought they were playing
0: the Tampa too. I didn't see that safety. Tampa oh,
1: yeah. yeah. That's what. That's what. Best as a Patriots fan is people that know you're a Patriots fan and they try to like come at you because you lose and it's like, okay, like sucks. I'm still playing. You know, we
2: also we also saw more winning than any of them will ever see in their entire lifetime. So it's like, you they know, it hey, enjoy it like we
1: did. I was reading stats today. Fun, I know about uh, the Super Bowl. Guess what the winningest team or winningest division in the NFC is? East. Super Bowl, Super Bowl wise. East. It is. Cowboys with five, Giants with four, and uh, the football team commanders, whoever they are, with uh, it was two or three. And
0: then the yeah, Eagles, then are the have Eagles one got one going for yeah. another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I mean, you know,
1: AFC East. Winningest on um, the, the AFC, so it's just East East Coast.
0: Yeah, East, East Coast Supremacy by. Coast. <laughs> mm. <laughs> But that's all we got on the house call today. Obviously we want to give a big shout out to all of our affiliates. We have StubHub who we've already mentioned. Like I said before, if you're going to the Pro Bowl or as Jill brought up, if you're going to the Rihanna concert, Stub has your tickets. Go to our affiliates page on her website. Use that link. Go get yourself some tickets. Go to the Pro Bowl. Super Bowl tickets are on sale now. You can get tickets to the Super Bowl. Go there, watch that happen. See everything that's going on down there. Go to some of those events. Go find other events. Stubhub has everything you could possibly want. Use our link. They have tickets as low as $6 to so sporting events, concerts, and theater. Check out StubHub. Another one of our, our other affiliates are Fubo TV, whether it's live TV, live sports, anything you want, any coverage, Fubo TV has that for you. You can go there, subscribe, use them as your TV coverage. Cable is dying, satellite is out, you don't need them anymore. Fubo TV is here for you. Use FUBO TV. And finally, our last affiliate. Sportsmemorabilia.com. If you were looking for authentic sports memorabilia, like, I don't know, maybe a Bruins goalie mask. Yeah, I bought one. sportsmemorabiliacom has got it for you. Go get yourself a gift for that sports fan in your life. Even if that sports fan is you. Obviously you want to make a, give a big shout out to Liquid IV. You can go to their website using our code that's scrolling below the underscore house, underscore call, underscore podcast. Get 25% off anything you order. They have a lot of great flavors for hydration, a lot of other stuff there that you want to check out. So go to Liquid IV, stay hydrated. And from all of us here at the house call, we will see you next time.
2: Gentlemen, he is getting very, very close to that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar all-time regular season scoring record, which currently sits at 38,387.